to another Level Heads podcast. This week, we welcome Greenside Design Build's own clients. Uh, what is it, Mike and Kristen Smith? Is that right? right? Superstars. Is that their real last name? They built a house with Greenside. Mike was there. Uh, Mike was their builder, and we get to hear all the dirt on how poorly this house was constructed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But we do get to pick the brain of a client, of a custom home client for a change. Uh, I think this would be great to have your clients listen to if you're a builder. And if you're a builder, maybe some of these things that you haven't thought about or a uh, different perspective for a client. So uh, we talk about all of that. We talk about uh, the trades and their impact on their clients and uh, all things involving a client process through your house. So check it out. And as always, we are proud to have the sponsor of Anderson Windows for the podcast. Uh, it's a pretty honest sponsorship because the three of us, Jamie, Zane, and I, we are all Anderson Window customers. We've been using them for quite a while. I'm a huge fan of the E-Series. It's a high-end custom window, uh, aluminum clad. And not only are the windows good, but their support staff and their uh, back-end office are really good. We have a problem, we make a phone call, and we've got the ref out there right away to take care of it. If you're a builder, you know it's not just about the product, it's about the service. So we highly recommend Anderson with an E window. So you let him build you a house? We did, yes. yes. On purpose? I'm working on another, but someone else hasn't gotten on board. No. <laughs> so you like consciously made that decision, or he made you? Like Mike made We didn't you. know him yeah. We didn't know him yet. Twisted yeah, yeah. their arm. Yeah. He hasn't told you the interview process that we put him through. <laughs> oh, well, we no. got to talk about something. No, we're going to we talk, talk about, about something on the podcast. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad All you right. guys made the decision to come on the podcast. Thank you very much. Very brave of you. We don't have Jamie today. Jamie is uh, fly fishing somewhere, I think. Or, so just Zane and I will have to do. Which is probably good because yeah. there's four of us anyways. But I wanted yeah, to have you guys that. on because this episode is kind of different from all our other episodes that are more builder-centric. I want this episode to be client-centric based on what the clients think and your point of view. And uh, I think it's going to be a big help for new clients that are looking to build. It's also going to be good for builders that are looking for feedback Maybe we're doing something wrong or that we're blind to something and you guys might be able to shed some light on it. Don't beat me up too bad. <laughs> and we'll get into it. Beat him up as much <laughs> as you want. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. So I have my I have a question. What made you want to build a house in the first place? Oh, you start there. So this is our 11th house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we've either remodeled or um, done an addition, a pretty massive addition. And I think both of us love the process and just definitely interested in real estate and houses. And um, so when we moved to where we are now, we um, just bought a house quickly and just didn't really love it. And we're going to remodel it. And we didn't really love the lot because where we live now, the lots are super narrow. And um, I happened to find a lot that was wider. And so 
I tried to get him on board <laughs> <laughs> to build so that we could, one, build it the way we wanted it. And um, I think it's just something we've always wanted to do uh, from the ground up, but we've never had that opportunity. So we just kind of... I think we should mention too, yeah. like they've been in 11 houses, but all around the country, not just here in the Chicago yeah. area. Really? Yeah. Why don't you tell us the different places mm -hmm. that you guys have been? Yeah. Make me jealous one more time. So it's starting started in Illinois, central Illinois. Got married, moved to Charlottesville, Virginia for a little bit. Moved to Charlotte, Charlotte North Carolina. It's a great town. Yeah, yeah it's a great town. Um, moved from there to Charlotte, North Carolina for four years, I think. Um, moved from Charlotte to Phoenix oh, wow. for two years. Moved from Phoenix to Southern California, Newport Beach for just a temporary gig there for like six months. Back to Charlotte um, for about six more years. And then moved here back to Chicago land there, Chicago suburbs about six years ago. Wow. Is that all job related? Yes. All, well, the move back here to Chicago was not job related. Are you like a secret <laughs> agent or you just can't tell me? <laughs> no, no, that's not exciting. What's yeah. the name secret? <laughs> that's a lot of moves. Yeah. I'm ready for another. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was going to, that was my next question actually. So are you into it or are you, you know, she either, she either she really likes down. the process or the house they're in now just really sucks. I don't know. I can't tell which it is. <laughs> it would be hard to leave this house because I love, love, love this house. But I would love a new adventure. Mm. I'm ready for it. So, of all the houses that you've been in, how many have you built new and gone through that process? First this one. is the first one. The one right now. Wow. Our Virginia. That wow. is not true. Our Virginia house was a stack. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should just do that. <laughs> it was a spec where we made like three choices. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it I got three. I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't custom. It wasn't custom. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, was my, that was my next question. Which ones were new and which ones were not? Where, where would we want to move? At Charlotte House, we did a pretty decent sized addition yeah. and remodeled the rest of it because it was an older home. So that was our biggest until we did this one. So where would you want to move? So I want to move back to Cali, <laughs> or I'll go to Colorado. Ooh, that'd be lofty nice. goals. I mean, both sound pretty nice, really. Yeah. Wish we had Jamie on here with the Cali. Yeah, with the Cali thing. Well, probably Southern Cal. Jamie is in back. Probably yeah, back to New. Jamie's in Beach. Northern Cal. Um, no, I think I would go like. San Diego or go up to Northern California. Uh, who wouldn't who wouldn't move to San Diego? Like the weather's amazing. Anytime we're there, I always send Mihal all the black beach houses. I'm like, can you all build us a beach house here? <laughs> Crazy expensive. Oh yeah. It makes it yeah. cheap. I went to uh Literally. Coronado a few years ago and I, yeah. I always look at like I always look at the real estate and what new houses are going for. It's insane. Yeah, yeah just but, the dirt. but they're not making any more land in San Diego either. So, and it's not just the you know. dirt; it's yeah. the cost of construction is higher there too. Yeah, yep, mm -hmm. yep, yeah. I love San Diego. All right, so so go ahead, yeah, go right, ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Nope, you go. No, you go. No, you go. So 
nope, you, nope. you're getting into, you decide you want to build a new house, right? You call me and you call some other builders. Tell us about that process and why it was important to have a competitive bid. So the, the first thing we did, we, we put it up before we put an offer on the lot, which had a tear down on the lot. Um, the lot was had a decent slope back to front. And so the first thing we did was call a builder that we knew and that didn't know Mike and Greenside yet, um, just to make to come out and walk a lot with us to make sure we could build a house on it, a house we would like and the slopes would work. Um, just kind of a feasibility walk with the builder to make sure that worked. And um, got their blessing really to say, yeah, this, this works pretty well. You're gonna have, you do have some grades to deal with and probably some retaining walls to put in, which we ended up doing. But um, that's the first thing we did is to make sure before we put an offer on the lot that we could build what we wanted to build. So that's a great first step for all you would be. I was um, really particular. Our lot sloped upwards and I refused to buy the lot. If my patio had to be sunken, I wanted nothing to do with that. So that was one of the reasons we wanted someone to look at it that knew obviously what they were doing. Cause that was a deal breaker. And you still have, you still ended up with mine, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So we found Greenside because we love real estate and um, on my way to preschool every morning, I would pass a house that they were building and we had not lived here very long. I was like, oh, that's really pretty. And then we came across another one of our homes and they happened to have an open house. So we popped over and went through it. Um, And I don't think we had, I can't remember when we met them later i think we when after we decided we we're gonna do the lot we we walked to a couple so the of house the open together, house was the house right? on wilson right yeah i didn't meet you guys yeah. there right yeah i didn't right. think so but then we ended up i think reaching out to y'all and asking to meet there i think after we decided that we think we're gonna do That's this right. remember that. um yeah did you send johnny the first time oh we had both of them. Yeah. He's always got to send Johnny once with yeah. the accent, you know. He yeah, he reels him in. <laughs> he smiles and a little sparkle comes out of his teeth and ding. <laughs> so as far as the, the bid process, I was definitely kind of dug in on the idea of having drawings, getting set of drawings with an architect and getting and bidding that out to multiple builders. Um despite the, the wishes of the builders that were involved in that process, yeah. I think. And it just felt like the right thing to do to me at the time. Um, little did I know, I think it's little we know, but little did I know, um, fair to say, that it's really, really hard to compare multiple bids from a set of drawings. Because yeah. obviously you're not all bidding exactly the same way on the same line for the same scope. So it was really, really hard to compare the two. I think I did a pretty good job of putting all that together. And it, at least it helped me ask a lot of questions about the bids and the pricing and comparing things um, from one bid to the other. But it was really hard to make apples to apples comparisons. And, there, and then with you saying that, there are really multiple good. rocket scientists at MIT that are jealous of <laughs> Mike's spreadsheet abilities and Excel abilities. He's got a spreadsheet <laughs> for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. That's true. Thank you for that. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. I was going to say, let's not be praising him here. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, you know, but we 
in doing that, though, there were things that jumped out where you had an, an allowance from I'm just making this up, a flooring allowance for X from one of the bids, and a flooring allowance for fifty percent of X for from another building. It helped them ask questions about why is it this? Why did somebody else bid twice this? Is there a difference in quality? Is there what's the difference in the scope, quality, whatever? Yeah. Um, what we missed in that, which is where I think the builders would chime in here, is the ability to work together, architect, builder, us, um, and kind of value engineer. We did some of that certainly after the bid was awarded, but that value engineering up front to, to make sure we're making smart decisions with the way we're designing it. Um, certainly, really, really appreciate the relationship we have with our architect as well. I think there are Generally speaking, this isn't true of our architect necessarily, but less concerned about constructability and the cost of that constructability than they are about building what, exactly what we're asking. Well, yeah, never that's, heard. That's never the case. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like all of our number one complaints. <laughs> yeah. I think if you have a very strict budget that you have to adhere to, I think it is essential you go in as a team with your builder so that when you get those plans back from the architect, they're not beyond your means or what you felt comfortable spending. Um, and I feel like you can work together as a team to, this is how much this is going to cost. Cause even though I feel like architects, you know, obviously they're doing this all day long. I feel like sometimes their knowledge of actual price points are not quite as on as your builders are and um i feel like that was something that we definitely didn't think about and i think if you were going to build today i think i mean i lean towards choosing the builder first and then going in as a team and you know creating that team and working together through the whole process um but like mike said it, there was we did learn a lot by having different bids and mm -hmm. allowed us to you know, just think of different questions we probably wouldn't have thought of yeah. if we hadn't done that. So mm -hmm. I mean, it was a great learning experience, but now that we have that information, if I to do it again. Which and the reason um, I would do like okay. choose your team first. And had we known a builder or had somebody we trusted to yeah, work with, that's, that would be a lot easier to make. That's a big, yeah. huge leap yeah. of faith to make a the most expensive decision of your life. Generally, when you're you've met these people cold weeks or months ago, you don't, yeah, you don't it's, a, all, it's a huge trust issue, right? Out. A huge, like you said, leap of faith. Right. If you had to do it again, well, you're going to spend a whole lot of time together too. I mean, you're not looking at the next three months. You're looking at the next I mean, probably yeah. two years between warranty and everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a huge And we knew that we just love this genre, I guess. And so we knew we wanted to be pretty heavily involved. Mm -hmm. And so whoever we chose, like we knew that we needed to be able to work with them day in and day out. And we wanted to enjoy it. Cause I mean, if you're building a home, like, I mean, that's a luxury. And I just always, it, it, it was a dream for us. And it's just a gift that not everyone gets to do. And if you can't enjoy the process, you know, why are you doing it? And so we really wanted to work with someone that we knew that we could have a working relationship with and um, have fun along the way. And then the fact that we didn't know any builders because we were relatively new to this area, that was definitely tricky. And mm -hmm. I think another reason why we decided to go ahead and interview yeah. different builders who just, I mean, just know, get to know a person. So out. as you collected all these, yeah. all the bids and you're going through the process and leaving budget out of it, we'll leave that to the side. Besides budget, what were the issues, what were the things that maybe 
made you gravitate to, towards Greenside or any other builder that you maybe would have picked? Like, what are the different qualities of the builders that you noticed or, or what are some red flags that went up on, on builders that you didn't choose? Yeah. Um, well, we definitely went through different builders' homes. We wanted to see some finished products. Um, if we liked what we saw, then we interviewed. Um, I think this is just more me. I did not like it when a builder said something about another builder. Um, that's not what I'm there for, and that really bothered me. Um, I wanted someone that allowed us to be on site and everything was open. It wasn't like, oh, you have to let me know when you're coming. No, like we live a block away. We're going to pop over whenever we want. That was also super important for Mike. And I think just um, someone that was actually on the property. You know, we had done a huge project before and we never even saw the owner. Like our GC was the only person we ever saw. And we neither of us wanted that. I mean, it was a good experience and we're wrong, but we really wanted to make sure that builder was going to be on site. Um, we could, you know, have open communication with them. So that was something that we looked at. And I think just a good person. Um, that was super important to me. Someone that was honest and wasn't trying to, you know, take something from us. And, um, and just someone who was knowledgeable. I mean, I feel like we have some knowledge. And um, we have my dad, who we home as well now who is very knowledgeable, but it, we just wanted to make sure whoever we hired knew what they were doing and we could trust them. And you, you said earlier, it's two years of like yeah. a very intense relationship for a couple or a year yeah. and a half at least, um, making sure you're comfortable with a person on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That too. And we wanted to have fun, you know, like if you're not having fun doing this, like it's, it, it could be stressful and, it kind of takes away the whole joy of getting to do something that, I mean, we felt so blessed to be able to do. Is dad tough? So I think, is was what? your dad tough? He was tough, <laughs> but Greenside passed. <laughs> I had a client like that. So if it was, it was him and his dad was real tough and he kind of knew what he was doing and he'd walk through and I'd get so nervous on the days that he would show up unannounced. I'd be like, oh shit, what's going to happen today? And so I remember he called me and he's like, dad says you're doing a good job. So I guess you're doing a good job. Pat on the back. (laughs) I think I texted him a couple times. Papa said this was good. And I was like, he doesn't do those out to anyone. So um, take that. That's funny. So when it ca- so when you finally when you so what was the what was the deciding factor on pulling the trigger? Like what was the one thing that pushed you over the edge that other than John's accent <laughs> to, choose, <laughs> to choose green? That's a, um, we definitely kind of drugged the process out a little bit. I think yeah. it's probably longer than we sure. wanted ourselves included. Um, oh. At some point, I realized, or we realized, but I kind of crunched the numbers in the spreadsheet. It's impossible to try to say, yeah, this builder is X amount cheaper than this builder, and this is why, and just use body. It just became impossible. Just as long as we were comfortable with what the numbers were in the end and had a frame of reference with the other bids, um, it had to get to that point where we were just comfortable with the number in the end, what we were getting for the number. Um, now, two years later, we're quite comfortable with the number of well, things have changed in two years, obviously. Yeah, they had the, um, uh, the added perk of building through COVID. 
when yeah. everyone yeah, thought the fun. world was going to end. I yeah. remember Mike came to me. <laughs> right. Right. The stock market, yeah. Yeah, the stock market had like dropped, and he came to me. He's like, "Oh man, my yeah. portfolio is like down forty percent, and I'm building a a custom house, <laughs> and the world is in a pandemic. What do you think I should do?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. March 20 something of 2020, like the week the pandemic became a real yeah. thing yeah. in the United States. That's when you broke um, ground? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, at least yeah. the framing package was much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. 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 So back to, the, back to the decision, it just came that we, we struggled with the decision, honestly, for a while. Mm-hmm. Just, um, it kind of just came down to the gut feel we both had as to what the best fit was, honestly. As in personality. Yeah. Like, we struggled with, we really did not want to finish the project and being way outside of the budget that we had set. So we struggled for a long time just making sure that we kind of knew what kind of finishes we wanted and where would that put us. So after we kind of came to terms of what we were going to be roughly spending, it really just came down to personality. And by this time, we had met with John and Mike a few times. Like, we went through a couple of houses and, um, you know, asked them questions. And we just got the feel that they were honest, extremely hardworking. We would have a lot of input in decisions. And it, I think it just came down to I felt like we all meshed. Um, they might have a different perspective. <laughs> but... Um, I think it just truly came down to we thought we would enjoy working with them and we trusted them. I think that was the biggest thing for us is we felt they were honest people. And um, I think in some of our interviews with others, we didn't necessarily get that feeling. Um, so I think that was kind of our big one. There was, others were a little more, not a little, a lot more salesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At times it felt like we were a car from them. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a good, didn't give it the best vibe, honestly. Yeah. It was not like that. So the moral, you did it, buddy. I mean, this dragged out for a while, and like neither Mike nor John ever pressured us. Like we never ever, and we definitely got that feeling from others. So I think that also was um, something that kind of stuck out for us. Like they they respected the fact that this is huge. You know, this is a lot of money, and we just needed to take our time to make sure we did it right and we're planning accordingly. And so just to have them be as patient as they were, um, was another, you know, incentive to use that. Did the fact that Greenside is a partnership versus a sole proprietor, did that have any bearing or did you even think about it was didn't matter or? I don't think we even thought about it, honestly. Interesting. In fact, I think that, Primary folks we interviewed all worked as a pair, um, whether they were partnerships or not. They all oh, worked. really? That's interesting. You don't see a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think of that like if so, I'm meeting clients and I wonder, are they th- thinking in their head, well, if this guy croaks or has a heart attack, at least there's a backup here and I know my project's not going to get <laughs> put this, this is stuff that goes through my head. But... What? <laughs> but now that I think about it, I'm like that's such a selling factor. But honestly, like I feel like everything else came to our head. Like I felt like we were so like researched everything. But I don't remember that ever really like coming across our. Well, I hope he doesn't die. But if he does, 
That is kind of a crazy thing to think about. <laughs> you got to mitigate the risk, Zane. You got to mitigate the risk. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, at least John can pimp the yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you made the decision. You decided to go with Greenside. You're getting into the process. What did you expect from the process as far as like the selection process, um, working with the designer? I guess we'll get into that a little bit because you are your own designer and did a fantabulous job, by the way. Um, so tell us about that. What were you expecting for the selection process? Like, what do you, what do you, can you give a little more detail? Like what you mean? Like, like how I thought it was going to go down? Yeah. Or how I guess, we were gonna choose did you everything? find that our, our process was organized? Did you find it overwhelming? Did you find that we were helping you through every every piece of it i feel like it might be different in our situation because originally we thought we might hire a designer and then i just kind of felt no i think that i want to do this and so i kind of came into the project having a very clear vision of what i wanted it to you know turn out to be so i think that it was easier for me to make selections because I, I feel like I did lots of just searches and um, I mean, I, I feel like I was pretty clear on what I wanted. So I feel like selections really weren't overwhelming to me just because I really had that vision in my head. Um, or because you thoroughly enjoyed the process. And I, I love that thing, you know, like I love all of that. Like I couldn't get enough of it. And so I thought it was enjoyable. I never once found it to be, I think the only thing I found to be stressful is I feel like we definitely went outside the box a little bit on things. And, um, I have a tendency to like that, but I feel like he is a little bit more traditional. And so I was scaring myself a few times. I probably scared me all a few times on what I wanted to do with the house. And so I think just to like believe that, okay, this is going to turn out fingers crossed. Um, that was probably the, the, the area that stressed me out the most is when I was trying to do something just differently or something maybe isn't done in our area that much. Um, I feel like that's the only time I ever remotely got stressed, but it was not, I wouldn't say it was stress. It was more just like, Oh my gosh, we're going to do this. Right. You know? Um, but I, I loved like the selection process and since we are relatively new to this area, I didn't necessarily know where to go for some of the selections. And me all told like he would give me, like, I didn't know any tile stores. So I think you gave me a few to choose from. And then I went on, you know, to, to do that. Um, so I guess I, I feel like our situation is just a little bit different just because of the fact that I really knew what I wanted and it was very easy for me to mm -hmm. make selections. Um, and I don't really waver. I know what I like and what I That's don't for like. Sure. And I can vouch um, for that. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is when you know what you want, but can't find it. Yeah. That happened a couple of times and I really had to do a lot. So I definitely thank goodness for the internet and, you know, just kind of plugging along on researching where I can find something. That was probably the, the tricky part. What was, I imagine that your experience like living all over the country probably made totally you know thinking yeah. outside the box a little bit easier 
for you, you know, because you know, every region has its own style. Right. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we just kind of combine different pieces or ideas from different areas we lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why so some of the things we did really haven't been done in this area mm-hmm. that much, or I haven't seen them being done. So, you know, that, I think just thinking a little bit differently on a few areas in the house, um, but that's the exciting part, yeah. you know, and that's what makes it custom, right? Like, you know, you're choosing something that maybe someone else might not love, but you've seen it otherwhere or enjoyed it somewhere else so So it's safe to say that's the most enjoyable part of the process for you oh like and the framing like i the framing (laughs) to me was like artwork i mean i think i even took photos for and sent them to me i'll be like this is absolutely insane you know and i guess that kind of goes into like another topic of the tradesman which i'm sure we'll get to later but yeah like i love the framing stage and then Choosing the finishes was just so much I was going to say, part of the construction, was the framing your favorite? Definitely mine, yeah. It's just such tangible progress every day, right? That's why it's everybody's. We we lived lots away. It was COVID, so I was home all day every day. So I was over here way too much watching the progress. They're doing very little work for a day, and all of a sudden you see like stuff is like getting vertical, and they could put up four walls in a whole day, but you're still like, oh, my gosh, they did something. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And just like the talent and the skill, like I mean, it's just fascinating. Yeah. What was your least favorite part? Electrical walkthrough. <laughs> 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 I wanted really? to shoot myself. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like us. <laughs> we did multiple. How long we did multiple electrical walks because you don't get them finished in, in oh, a yeah. day. It's a couple hours every no. time. And Kristen, you know, she lived a block away. So she had brought over <laughs> these exercise <laughs> balls. They were like 36-inch spears. You know, you do like the exercises on them. <laughs> because she already had this vision in her head of what light picture she was going to put in her foyer. So she had me and Mele, the electrician, holding up these <laughs> giant spears, these giant balls, so she could gauge where we were going to put the junction box to hang these light pictures. <laughs> Because, like, it's this huge open area when that stairs aren't even in place yet. It's like, how on earth can you even visualize this? Yeah. Which I struggle with. So I'm like, <laughs> bringing these balls out of the car. <laughs> me, like, who was our electrician, and me, are like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> All right, Mike, you get on his shoulders. <laughs> we had a good solid five or six minutes of ball jokes. That was, that was really good. I'll say ball <laughs> jokes. Yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it there. oh my gosh so i i did this uh it was kind of tongue-in-cheek but it's actually a hundred percent true and i drew this thing on my phone one day this client satisfaction line graph and it was like foundation is you know you're like okay and then framing it's like skyrockets up to like you know super happy And then you get through like into your rough ends when all the guts are going in the house and just like, <laughs> like bottoms out. Yeah. <laughs> nobody cares about it. And then it goes back up with drywall. And it, I mean, it's just like a roller coaster. Um, and then, yeah. and then it feels like it takes forever for before closing. And then all of a sudden you get towards closing and it's like, <laughs> you know, back up again. So I, I mean, I imagine is that, was that accurate for you guys? 
and she didn't enjoy the like the rough end part. She did it too. And no. Didn't even come over to the house. It was, it, what, a didn't really grasp exactly what was going on. B didn't, didn't love that part of the process. Yeah. Versus me, you love that part of the process, and I was less interested in the finish yeah. side of it. Honestly, that was a jewelry to her. I, I cared a little less about that. Yeah. And window day, window day was yeah, just okay. unbelievably exciting because it just turned. I mean, you, once the windows go in, I felt like it just like the house is there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we loved. I felt like window day yeah, was it great. Is a big, it is a big step in the process of building the house when the windows go in and it actually it like closes it in yeah. and makes it yeah. more real. Yep. And we have a lot of big yeah. windows. So I mean, there's a, we had a lot of big gaping holes in our house <laughs> until the windows came in, obviously. So. Yeah. I do remember when the foundation was poured, I totally stressed because I was like, Michal, it's so tiny. Like, did we oh do something gosh, wrong? Oh my gosh, I was about to say that. Like, Everybody's like, this and that's not going like, to fit in here. I mean, we were so, we're like, oh my word, what, this cannot be right. I'm glad you bring that up because you're not the first person to say that. When clients see their foundation oh, go so in, they think it's yeah. small. I don't know, is it because the perception of a bigger lot and it's a bigger excavation? They always think the foundation is small, which is also true yeah. when the house is framed. I get a lot of people say, wow, this is this not big enough? And the house doesn't get big until you drywall, which is kind of reverse yep. of what you would yeah. think would happen. Right. It's perspective, perspective. yeah. Because you're seeing beyond that wall. Yeah. You can't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, the foundation was crazy. We Even Mike was like, oh, it does look kind of, you know. Um, and we all was like, no, 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 it's good, it's good. <laughs> As I'm yeah. checking the dimensions. I had a friend that uh, I had a friend that added on, I mean, they were building a house, and her dad was building the house for her. And she was like, dad, this this is way too small. We can't, we can't fit all our stuff in here. And he's like, I promise you, it is not that small. You're just going to have to trust me. She's like, well, no, I can't. We're going to have to add 10 feet to the back of this thing. And you know, you add 10 feet to the back of a house that's 80 feet wide. You've just added a lot of feet. (laughs) You've had a lot of square footage, you know, and their house ended up jumping up like 1200 square feet. And so she was like, this house is huge now. Like I was so stupid not to listen, but you know, <laughs> but we added a lot of square footage to that. So I always feel like that would be something to do with your clients because if people are, and you know, we did come on site a lot mm-hmm. without me all being there. Just we literally lived down the street, but I think to walk through that foundation with them, because it is a little startling when it gets poured, it does look small and it just doesn't, I don't know, like your vision doesn't connect to the, what's actually in place. Yeah. And so we all did, like he, we came over and he's like, no, this is where this is, you know? And I think just to kind of get all that in scale for yourself, it's just a little bit reassuring because there is something maybe it's just us, but it was just a little startling to see the house laid out and it looked so tiny, Yeah, you know? I've seen the recently, probably on Instagram or somewhere, the life-size floor plans. Uh, yeah. yeah. We see yeah. these yep. where literally the footprint of the house you print and lay out on the lot. That'd be interesting. I'm sure it's obscenely expensive, I'm guessing. But yeah, it would be interesting not sure to see that actually in real life. I, I, when people are planning, like when we're working with an architect, we don't, we don't do a lot of competitive bid like, like you guys had. It's just not common in our area. 
I will, I will typically encourage people to go and measure their rooms at their house. Like, what do you like? What do you not like? Which, what feels appropriate? How many feet do do you think would make a difference in your, you know, in your master bedroom? If you want to make it bigger, if you want to make it smaller and all those things and measure your furniture, because if you're bringing that with you, or even if you're not, it's good to know, like it gives you some perspective of what, you know, most people like Mike and I can, you know, we do this all day, every day. I can look and be like, all right, that's eight feet away from me roughly. But most people don't do that. You know, they've never considered what 10 feet looks like, you know, or what, what, a what a 14 by 14 bedroom looks like, you know? So we, I'm glad you said that. We try to encourage people to do that because we have built homes and the bedrooms are like either one or the other. It's either way, way, way too big or it's way too small. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, I thought this would have been better if I made this, you know, and now I can't even fit my furniture in here. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's pretty important. Like when we were um, working with our architect and, you know, getting all of the rooms, we measured the house that we were in, mm-hmm. that we actually liked the sizes of different rooms. And that was so helpful because yeah. then you just can visually see, okay, in the new house, this is roughly going to be the size. This is this area is just too big. So we're going to, I mean, that was so huge for us is to go around and measure what we have. And, yeah. you know, yeah. do we want less of that? Do we want more of that in the new space? Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's a great point. idea. Yeah. You mentioned there that you would walk through the house when I wasn't there, which was good. And I know you used to do that and talk to a lot of the subcontractors and talk to our trade partners and the craftsmen. And I know that's something that you really loved. And, uh, I actually think it's great that you held them in such high regard, high respect for them. These guys that work really hard. Talk to us about that and why you love the trades and the craftsmen and get into that a little bit. So besides finishes and just that excitement, my absolute favorite part of building the house, and I think it goes, it speaks for the people that Greenside works with, was meeting all these crews and just watching them take a vision that we created and making it real you know without them it's just a piece it's just on a piece of paper and I just I feel like my me and I have talked about this immensely I don't feel like the trades get the praise that they deserve I feel like um you know I always just called them artists like I they the the things that they created and the way that they were able to take my visions and make them reality, I just found to be fascinating to watch from the tile layers to the brick layer. Um, even electricians, just the amount of work that is entailed to make all this happen was just mind blowing. I, mean, I knew a little bit about it, but when you do from the ground up, you see everything and just the work ethic um, which is something extremely important to me. Um, I love knowing that everyone that was working on our house was just busting it, you know, and I really felt like they were like doing their best. And I was telling you how, like some of them, you could truly see like, this is their passion, you know, like one of the tile layers, like he had passed this down to his sons. And I just have so much respect for that. And I feel like it's just an area that doesn't get enough attention and I feel like many of the people doing the job are more humble and, you know, maybe aren't on Instagram or doing other things like that, that their work, you know, is seen. But 
I don't know, like that was something I never thought about before we started building. And I think one day I was just over at the house and I was just like, this is unbelievable that someone can do this with their hands and just create this beauty. And I just felt like they didn't get enough credit for it. So I like hounded Michal to do Trade Tuesdays on his Instagram because I was like, these people need to be recognized. And I think it elevates the craft. Um, You know, I just feel like so many young people aren't even looking at the trades, at least in our country. And I don't understand why, because they're creating art every day. And I don't know, I'm super, super passionate on this topic for some other reasons, um, personal reasons, but... I don't know, like, that was one of my favorite things. And just meeting them. Like, you know, I got to know everyone who worked on our home. I knew who was having a baby, who was doing it. And I missed them. And no one talks about it. You know, it's great to move in. But I think when we moved in, I was really sad. Because I never got to see those people anymore. And you're building a relationship with them. And maybe just because I was the designer on our house. So I was the one talking to them every day. And you know, working with them, but you spend a year, you know, seeing people sometimes every day. And then when you move in, you know, they move on to the next project, you don't see them anymore. And so that was hard for me because I felt like I became very attached yeah, to them. They, they still talk about um, you, Kristen. And so when I hear uh, that, it, it, you know, it warms my heart because yeah, I'm passionate about that. And I love the trades and the craftsmen and it is very important. So to have somebody recognize that, that's, you know, a normal person, a lay person is, is really important because <laughs> most of the trades, we're not normal, but yeah, I just, I think it's something that needs to be talked about more often. And, you know, I really do appreciate that. And even, I mean, you know, I could do an entire podcast on this topic because it's so and even from a practical standpoint, from a practical about. standpoint for other would be clients that are listening to this, if you're on the job and you just talk to these subcontractors and suppliers and just give them a little bit of attention, maybe buy them some donuts and some coffee or just be a good person, you would not believe how much more effort is going to go into doing a better job on your home. Something mm-hmm. as simple, something oh, as simple as a dozen donuts 100%. and a box of coffee makes a big impression. To me, it's just like, you know, like these people are working their tail off to make something you want. And I just felt like it was so important for us to get to know them. And I'll never forget. So, you know, I love our tile. Um, One of our tile sets came in and the lot was totally different than another um, box. And I was really upset because, you know, it's just wasted money. And this is a man that doesn't have a, doesn't speak a lot, you know, and he was so sweet to me and like, Oh, Kristen, it's going to be okay. And, like, I think just having that dialogue, like, I knew that they were on my team, you know, yeah. like, I, I felt like they were, I don't know, like, I just knew that they were rooting for us and doing their best. And the fact that, you know, um, he took time out of his day to, like, comfort me and make me feel better. Like, I'll just always remember that kindness. And I think, and you know, I've told me all a gazillion texts. I think the subcontractors that builders choose to work with tells you so much, you know, like everyone that worked at our house was a hard worker. And I feel like John and Mike are good worker, you know, hard workers. So I just felt like it just speaks volumes for your company that these are the people that are working on your project. That's a good point. 
a good point. So that's something to consider when you're interviewing builders is their subcontractor, their trade partners. What are they like? You think about it. They're the ones doing all this, you know? I mean, they're the ones that are creating this reality. And if you have, you know, one people that just aren't qualified or are doing their best, that that reflects in what your finished project is going to be. And I feel like since John and Miha held high standards, I feel like the tradesmen rose to those standards because that was expected of them. It's not, and it's not yeah. always easy to get there. It's, I mean, we've been doing this a long time. So you weed out guys that you don't feel are dedicated or good enough to be blunt. So it takes time to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, a great question for a client would be, how do you choose your subcontractors? You know, yeah. Do you choose them based on schedule or based on, you know, quality or, you know, I think, I think a good mix of that is, is very important. I mean, part of us, you know, part of the way we do it is, I mean, all of that goes into it, but are they good people? You know, that's, that goes into it as well, because I know that, you know, my clients are going to be walking through houses and, you know, I don't, I don't want them running into a sub who's a complete asshole you know, mm-hmm. and I just don't, I, you know, the, our number one rule, we always post our job site rules is treat people how you want to be treated. And, and it's, it's important to us, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. I th- I'm glad you used the word art too, when you said, you know, because yeah. you don't understand it until you go and try to float out, you know, drywall mud on, on a wall, <laughs> like, you know, people complain about that. And I'm like, you know, get up and do it yourself. Let's just see how it goes. <laughs> just like, you know, watching them work and the yeah. amount of effort that it takes to make this happen. It, it, it was truly just so amazing to watch. It's it's hard work. Yeah. And the amount of skill level, I, I think I texted me a couple of times on this, like the skill level to implement these ideas was outstanding. It was just crazy to me and so I just found that part of the project to be unbelievably fascinating and I never prior, you know beginning of construction would have really given much thought to that but it will definitely be my favorite you know besides obviously just choosing your finishes but be the favorite part of the project was forming those relationships and I knew that Greenside had those relationships with them because I would hear oh, would y'all do this weekend or, you know, how so-and-so, like they had been working so long with each other that they knew each other really well. And I think when you ask someone something about themselves, to me, that's a respect. And like, I loved hearing me all ask, you know, whoever was on site that day, just things about their personal life. Because to me, they have a relationship with each other that is more than just work. And you're always going to get the best of someone if you have a true relationship with them. Yeah. And that was something I just picked up on that, um, you know, it would be good for people that are starting the process. Those are questions I would ask because those are the people that are really making your vision happen. And I feel like each trade is its own art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kristen is very passionate about this as I get my, I get my weekly texts (laughs) about trade Tuesday. Yes. (laughs) Do your trade Tuesday. Do I have to do it for you? (laughs) selfishly though and and you know this i did it for a little bit but there was a lot of builders stealing our trades so it's 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 a it's a fine line to walk from a builder standpoint yeah i love these guys and i give them all my work but 
if they're getting if they're too busy with other builders and i got to make sure they're going to give me the, the service you know so it's a fine line to walk it's a fine line seems like you might need to buy them some yeah. donuts every time they're over <laughs> <laughs> So jumping back, okay, go so, ahead, Zane. All right, no, I have a ahead. few other questions before we get to the the fun this or that. Do you guys know what the this or that is? Yeah, you I think you do. Yep. So I want to go back to to Mike and ask this. So the pricing structure we did was a cost plus because Greenside is cost plus. How did how did that sit with you? And was it similar to all the other competitive uh, bidders? Um, were you expecting something different or? Can you kind of talk about that or? Yeah, I think it, it, it could provide a transparency um, and you could, where that really shown through was on change orders. So I'd see your quote for $2,000 thing and my change order was $2,000 for that thing, right? So you could, you could see the yeah. transparent, transparency in the costing and you knew what your, what your profit on that was for, for all the time and everything goes into it. That's yeah. Um, so I appreciate the transparency. Um, it was, I think, if I remember right, one of the quotes we got was a flat, a, just a flat markup. Um, some people marked up change orders, some didn't. Um, some weren't anywhere near as transparent around the yeah. true cost as, as your quote was. I think just that transparency was what most. So the fact that it was a cost plus and not a fixed contract price didn't scare you away or it wasn't, a deterrent or anything like that. Oh. No, not at all. With all the other builders. All right, we've got a we've got a tradition on our podcast. It's called this or that. You guys answered this or that questions before. It's very difficult. Oh, and I'm guessing we'll have different answers. <laughs> very difficult. It's based on pass or fail. So, um, so here we go. You ready? Candy or Maybe. candy or cake. Okay. Planes or boats? Boats. <laughs> second yeah. second question, we got a what? <laughs> well, what? Planes. Planes. Definitely planes. Yeah. All right, here's here's a good one for you guys. You're married. Marry a clone of yourself or just never get married? <laughs> <laughs> I would marry one of myself, of course. Yeah. <laughs> We never talked about this. Is I think every builder should have their um, therapy license for yeah. <laughs> How does Mike do with that? He he was usually the neutral party. Um, Good job. Sometimes we would have to bust out Team Kristen or Team Mike. Um, if he was being smart, he would be Team Kristen. Um, he was pretty neutral for the most part. He's like. Mike, Mike, just. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Never lose anything or never break anything. Never lose anything. Yeah. Me too. I got a few. Let me jump in. Would Go you ahead. rather ask your partner for help or figure it out yourself? Figure it out yourself. Okay. Same. Wow. Would you? Because otherwise you would never get to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have a picnic with your partner or go to a fancy dinner? Oh, picnic. 
There is no fanciness <laughs> kid in Mike's my like life. disgusted. <laughs> it's right there, yeah. Scottsdale or Austin? Ooh. Neither. I don't want to do Too heat. Hot. All right. New York or LA? New York. I would have to do New York also, yeah. Much as I love California, I would have to do New York. LA's not. LA's yeah, not. My, not, yeah. not LA, no. Would you rather have too much body hair or no hair at all? <laughs> <laughs> Is this <laughs> I think no hair at all. Yeah. The, the sweater back guy is cool. Not really, I was really hoping that she would say too much body hair. <laughs> would you rather? Know, would you prefer your partner can read your mind or would your partner can read others' minds? Read my mind, it would save a whole lot of issues. I was gonna say others' minds, actually. (laughs) Would you rather wear wet socks or wet underwear? Oh, wet socks. Mm, I'd go wet underwear. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think so. So (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather eat old meat or eat old fruit? Oh, Oh, old fruit. Sure. Yeah, old fruit. Kind of makes me sad yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> That's my last one. Have more kids or maybe hold off for a little longer. Oh my <laughs> God. That's, <laughs> 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 that's, that's, I don't know if we told you, but we have five. Yes. Oh my God. Um, so I, I guess. Some people consider a big family. Um, Hold off for a little longer, forever. Yeah, five's a big, that's a big family, I'd say. I mean, I don't, Mike would say probably not. That's big. That's Um, big. We had a lot of uh, moments where we were living the same vibe. Yes. For sure. Yeah. All right. I I wanted to see, I was so jealous that they had six. He wouldn't get on board for number six, so. I got one more. Mike or John? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you can safely say Mike because John, I'm sure, doesn't listen to these. That's how well they know John. (laughs) John doesn't even know I have a podcast. (laughs) Which is perfect. It's perfect. Really fits him. <laughs> it's really funny. Were you on the radio the other day? Yeah, John, I was on the radio. <laughs> I would like to see all his legal pads. You sometimes, know what? Like, I almost took a pic. I was in his truck the other day, and he has them all stacked up. John has a legal pad for every job. And I use Builder yeah, Trend. I can see that. So I almost, uh, yeah. I was trying to sneak a picture without him seeing, but I couldn't. But next time I will, I'll send it to you, Chris. <laughs> Both get it done. Both right. get it done. Well, I mean, it's actually, you know, it's, I mean, I keep a, I keep a notepad, but it's not, I don't keep one for every job. I just, you know, keep it as an everyday, mm-hmm. like catch all for what's on my brain. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah. That's you know? the schedule. I used I mean, to have a, 
I used to have a folder that I would keep, you know, like a legal folder, you know, and uh, I'd keep a legal pad in there and yeah. And I had the schedule in there and all that stuff before all the yeah. software. He's got me out. beat because it cost me 500 bucks a month for my software and it cost him $20 for a project. Not even, I don't know how much is a yellow yeah, pad. project. <laughs> But I mean, but he can't, you know, he can't update his schedule like that either. You know, his schedule's probably in his brain, yeah, isn't in it? His brain. Yeah. Yeah. I bust on him, but yeah, he's he's a good he's a good dude. He he puts out a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did you guys do you guys cross paths with I don't know how you guys do that, or are you just yours? Oh, with me and John? So yeah. we divide and conquer. He'll, I mean, yeah. clients. New we clients. divide and conquer, and he'll take his projects, and I'll take mine, but we co-mingle all the time. So John will come on the jobs and be a second pair of eyes on my jobs, just like I will for him. He wouldn't be there every day on my jobs, and I wouldn't be there every day on his. But probably once a week, we'll be in there on each other's jobs, just, just checking I'd call stuff. It and it's kind of like... Cross-pollinate. It's kind of like you know, brothers, you're trying to outdo each other. So I'm trying to find stuff on his job and he's trying to find stuff on my job so we can bust on each other. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. I should, I should have one of those, <laughs> but then they'd probably end up killing me. <laughs> yeah. I can't, can't do that. So what would be one thing for you guys? If, if, Somebody was going to build a house and they were like, Hey, we need your top three things that you're going to look for in a builder. What would be your top three? I don't know if we'll answer differently or not. I would 100% say honesty and just, I think, good person, which I think that you go in and hand. And transparency, you know. You should be able to go on that property anytime you want because it's yours. And that wasn't the case with a lot of builders. Um, so I think that would be super important. And I, I think back to our um, discussion about trades. How do they develop those relationships? How long have they had those relationships? Because um, they're the ones putting you know, the quality of work into your project. I think the only thing I'd add would be just seeing, touching, feeling the work they've done previously. So mm -hmm. making sure you're walking through homes and asking questions and um, how will this compare to what we're planning to do and what are the differences here and just making sure you're comfortable. What about references? Did you guys yeah. do a lot of calling and talking to rep? Are you really asking? <laughs> I mean, we are so thorough. We did. We, I think, um, I don't know, like at least four or five people we called mm -hmm. and, you know, and I, every one of them said exactly what we, the vibe that we thought we were getting. Um, you know, they were honest. They were on site all the time. We would build again with them, which it, to me is like the badge of honor. You know, like if you're willing to build again after going through that process, then you have, you're on to something, right? Yeah, I know that. Um, so yes, we definitely called. Like I said, I think it was like yeah, four it cost or me five, four or five hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a hundred bucks a pop yeah. <laughs> you must have actually done a good job <laughs> and that was actually kind of fun because the houses that we walked through were ones that were for sale 
so you know we hadn't talked to any of the um, you know people who owned those homes. So just to be able to talk to someone that had already been through the project, that, I found that just to be kind of interesting. So I would definitely encourage people that are starting out, and they don't have to do you know as many as we did, but just one or two people that have been through it. Um, I feel like you always learn something, you know. From one someone. thing I would add to that too, um, I'm putting my client hat on, is ask them how they handle problems because every project has an issue or a problem and something that comes up and how, how would the builder handle it or how did they handle it? I think that's a good question to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Particularly to ask the reference. Yeah. Yeah. Like how did this person handle that? Sorry, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always, a, there's always a sizable issue. I mean, every project, whether it's site or building materials or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think that's a good question. And I think too, like sometimes when you're in the thick of it, I mean, it is a lot of money and it is, you know, I'm sure some people find it very overwhelming or stressful, but I think just keeping things in perspective, mm -hmm. you know, like if, if you're able to do this, it, it's truly a blessing and it's a luxury. And I think just keeping that mindset, maybe when things get a little, you know, either something's, you know, running behind or you can't get something you wanted. I think just to have that mindset just kind of keeps things in perspective. And um, I don't know. I just felt that was really important. Yeah. I, I think sometimes you just get so, you know, tunnel vision and so super focused on what you're doing. But in the grand scheme of things, this is a blessing. This is something not everybody gets a chance to do. This will work out, you know, everyone wants the best for everyone and, um, you know, we'll find a solution to the problem that arises. Well, guys, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that Greenside is lucky to have you guys as clients. I'm glad you were able to come on and, and thankful that you were able to come on and not embarrass me, but, um, <laughs> <That's too bad. laughs> Zane really was hoping you'd embarrass me. What a shame. I have lots of nicknames for me, all, but I'll keep them off the podcast <laughs> that he earned through the build process. Wow. I would love to actually hear some of those. <laughs> I don't care. You can say it. It's okay. It's like that. You can ask them sometimes. We've got our fair share for each other. <laughs> They're probably not as nice as yours. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you should ask him you know what you should ask him sometime off the air because i'm not going to share this one on the air you should ask him how he enjoys the waffle house <laughs> i'm gonna get a text right after this <laughs> yeah. yeah you should ask him how his experience at waffle house particularly in the south was. well they only have them in the south right no, they got them everywhere. Have them here. Yeah. Do they have them around us? They, they, no. No, not here. Really? Yeah, I think, isn't it southern change? And you know, another place we don't have know. is Shoney's. Have you guys ever heard of Shoney's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've well, never heard yes. of Shoney's. Central Illinois had Shoney's, but I don't think they do anymore. But, yeah, but we had them outside Charlotte and like going through That's Virginia and West Virginia. But in Illinois? Yeah, there was there used to be in Central Illinois. I, I was not aware of that. See there. See there. Zane loved Shoney's. Shoney Bear. 
<laughs> I, I actually haven't eaten a Shoney's in like 30 years, but it just, it, for whatever reason, it's my reference. <laughs> Zane, where do you build? I build in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Yep. We would go to Tennessee when we would drive back to Illinois. Yeah. Yep. You'd probably drive to right through Knoxville if you were going. Yep. Depending on which way we went, we would, yeah. 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 I mean, you didn't miss it. You didn't miss much, but, you know. <laughs> oh, we're here. We're here. growing. Yeah. Go Vols. All right, guys. Well, guys, thank Thanks you for, for coming, coming on. on. This was spending an hour with us. has been I an think idea this was helpful for a while. For clients, and I think it was helpful for builders, too. To kind of hear different yep. perspectives other side of the table. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank yeah. you. Talk to you guys later. Yeah. Have a good evening. Good to meet you.